Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, sir. Oh, Father, we thank you for this time of fellowship. Oh, God, we thank you for this time to reverence you, to be in your presence, oh, Lord. We praise your holy name, oh, God, for who you are, oh, Lord, for not what you have done in our lives, but simply for you are the God who provides. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are the one who is our peace inside. You are Jehovah Shalom. We thank you, oh, Father, for everything that you have done and with us. We ask that your presence come here today. We ask that your Holy Spirit dwell among us now. We declare an open heaven upon this place. We ask that your spirit of revelation, your spirit of understanding will come down to us, O oh Father, as we, we, as we read your word, O oh Lord. We ask that you pour out your living waters in between us now, that we, that we will see and hear you, O oh Father, that we will see and understand what you have for us now. Oh God, we bind up all demonic earwax that will try to keep us from understanding. We will unwrap the chains around from our, our minds right now that will stop us from understanding. And we say that, that you will come and make a clearness of our heart, a clearness of our minds now. And we declare this all now in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Me. Hit us with that proverb. Where are we going? Um, God can turn to Proverbs. Okay, on three, we're going to say hallelujah. One, two, three. Hallelujah! Yeah. Where at? Tell me again. Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six. Proverbs chapter three, verses five through six. Okay. You said what? What, version? No, not right now. But if you want to read Luke James, I'm saying. Chapter 3. When y'all ready, say got it. When you don't, or when you're ready, say got it. Is that everybody? Yeah? Okay, go on. You got it? Okay. So, um, it reads, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own understanding. And all your ways know him, and he will make your path. Okay. Why'd you choose it? Um, I chose this first because I usually use it as a reminder to really trust God no matter what the circumstances are in my life. Um, and really, it's just a nice reminder. I wanted to just share it because sometimes it's easy to forget and just worry. That's a good one. It's one of the best ones in my opinion. Um, part that sticks out to me is that it says lean not on your own understanding you know our, our minds is finite which is it's not infinite it's finite which means we only know a certain amount but God knows everything so you should lean on him more than anything you guys have that John? that was really good I would say you know add you know when it says you know lean on you know, lean on your own understanding it's kind of like how I, I look at things when I, when I go to learn something or when I go to hear, hear someone talk, I look at it as I don't know anything. You know, you, you come to, to God as, it's the Bible says, as children, right? Asking a bunch of questions, you know. They, children don't know everything, right? There are no dumb questions when it comes right. to children. They don't ask whatever. And then that's, that's really good. And, and I think it always makes you inspect your, your own heart when you're thinking about things of God, right? You know, when, you, when you're about to say something to someone, it's like, all right, I got to look at it. What, do I understand it, or is this coming from me, is it coming from God? And it takes a little bit of time to understand that. Then also says, in my version it says, in all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. So acknowledge means, you know, 
do and put it put in first. And a lot of times, you know, people would take that as like, you know, um, seek first the kingdom of God, right? They take that as just, you know, waking up and the first thing they do is pray. But I, I would say, you know, seek first the kingdom of God or acknowledge him in all your ways is that whatever you do, you put it, you're thinking of God the first thing you do. Like if you go take a job, you're thinking of oh, how can I glorify God through this job? By if I'm at the school, what can I do to glorify God at the school? So different ways to understand that. And, and if you do that, it says he will direct you so you don't have to worry about am I doing the right thing, how to do it. Um, that's awesome. Like that. All right. Give us our song. Where are we going? So Psalm 64, verses 1 through 4. Preserve my life from the fear of the enemy. Hide me from the secret plots of the wicked, from the rebellion of the work of the enemy, who sharpen their tongue with a sword, and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, bitter words, that they may shoot in secret at the blameless, suddenly that they shoot at him and do not hear. Okay, why don't you choose it? Uh, this is kind of reminding me of, um, I don't know if the verse it was, but it's like, headed by, by bearing the name, basically like, you know, you got being oppressed by the wicked, basically, as long as you don't die, no matter what matters. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Um, what's that got to you, KJ? I would say, after reading it, what's that got to me would have been, um, I guess, the last part. Well, I have been able to see where it is, and my last part was this from ambush at the end of the attack instead of being fearlessly. So I guess it would just be um, always be aware of what's going on around you and um, even though people have to get you, whether it be spiritually or physically, just know that God is with you and keep praying for them and don't, um, you know, what's bad in them. Okay, okay. Um, um. What stuck out to me is that it says, hear my voice, O God, in my meditation. So what sticks out to me about that, yo, 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 what sticks out to me about that, close the door, back, oh, please. We're going to the other side. What's that? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you, you said Craig Hall. Check for me, and then when I walked up, I'm like, "Don't be crazy." Now I'm here, take the door. Right. So I was saying, we at Psalm 64, 1 through 4. So where it says, "Hear my voice, O God, in my meditation." So you know, we look for the world looks at meditation like clearing your mind. You know, making sure that. You're not thinking about anything. Clear your mind. Da, 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 da. But the, the word of God says, be sober, be vigilant, for the enemy roars like a lion ready to devour. So if the enemy roars like a lion ready to devour, why don't we empty our mind to be attacked? Why don't we 
fill our minds with the things of the Lord? Why don't we fill our minds with the Word? Why don't we fill our minds with prayer? Why don't we fill our minds with fasting? So, in, he said, hear my voice, O God, in my meditation. So he's thinking about things of the Lord. He's having his heart centered on things of the Lord. He's like, in my meditation, hear my voice, God, uh, protect me from my enemies, you know, that are secretly plotting. So, um, plotting, he can't see it, but he knows who the law. You know what I'm saying? That sticks out to me. So, what's that got to you, Jay? I like calling you, Jay. I like calling you. Um, what's that got to me is just you have to let God handle other people, and mm-hmm. your only job is to pray for them or try to save everybody. And as long as you pray for them, you're doing your part. Mm-hmm. And filling your head with God's word, keep your mind. Just to protect your mind from the enemy. As long as you keep his word in your mind, you'll be okay. Also, I peek in my version, um, Psalm 1, the, the third one, 3, who sharpen their tongue like a sword. We know the word of God is sharpened double, any double-edged sword. So our enemies might shoot arrows. Their tongues might be sharper than any sword. You know, words have power, but the Bible is stronger than any sword. That's what it says. So that's how we combat that. All right. Anybody else got something to add about the song? No? Who's going to add a little okay, bit about something? Yeah. I was going to add a little bit of what you're saying about the tongue, but it, it, it references words as, as sharp as a sword, right? And it says they bend their bows and shoot their arrows, bitter words in, in my version. So, you know, this tells us how much power words have, and that when it says protect you from, from your enemies, it wasn't like a, a person actually coming at you with a sword, or someone actually bending a bow, but it was the words that they spoke to you, and understanding how much power that, that they have, and that, and we'll, we'll get into that eventually, but how, as Christians, we have power with our own, own words, too, and how we use that to combat, combat the things that's coming at us. But so let me think about the, the, the Bible talks about how powerful your words are. So just a little bit. Yeah. All right. Everybody turn, John. We're looking at chapter four today. We're going to go over what we covered, two through three. So, when everybody get there, um, Lauren gonna tell us a little bit about what we covered in two and three. When you there, say God. You can turn to like John two, for uh, two one, for right now. Ooh, what's your guys' name? Oh yeah. While we waiting, introduce yourselves. Kalia. What's your class? What's your major? Where are you from? What do you like to do? I'm a freshman. My major is mechanical engineering. Oh, and I'm sir. from Jackson. Jackson? Yeah, okay. What about you, sir? Who, who are you? Like, My name is Jeremiah. I'm a freshman. I'm a mechanical engineer. Okay, okay. Wasn't it your birthday yesterday or something? Oh, okay, okay. Happy belated birthday. <laughs> All right. Tell us what we talked about in two and three. Why don't you? kind of in the beginning it started talking about Jesus' first miracle kind of mm-hmm. like when he turned water into wine and the master he was kind of confused because he was like how did this water turn into wine for the people Jesus told to turn like to get those buckets yeah. with the water they knew what happened 
and kind of in the middle, it starts talking about the temple and how the people are disrespecting the temple. And Jesus was basically saying to him, how did he turn my father's house into a store? And he was basically driving them out of the temple. He was mad, he was throwing things. And they were basically, basically questioning him because he was like, he can um, uh, knock the temple down. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the temple is like Jesus' body and it's sacred. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about two first. The good stuff. Um, it sticks out to me. If you look at two four, in my version it says, "Jesus said to her, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come." Crazy. He talking to his mama like that. That's what he said to his mama. He said, "Woman, what he?" Um, so first, Mary, um, she like, they out of wine. She tell Jesus they out of wine. He like. Girl, what they got to do with me? Like, what, what they got to do with me? So that sticks out to me. He talking to his mama like that. We never, we would never talk to our mama like that. But he, but he's God. You gonna tell God? <laughs> you gonna tell God he can't talk to his mama like that? So that, that sticks out to me. Um, but notice how even though he was like, you know, he was like, you know, I'm God. Like, I respect me. You know what I'm saying? But I, but he still did what God told him. He, he still did what Mary told him to do. He still honored his mother. You know, he honored his his. Uh, his mother on earth still honored her. He still turned water to wine. That um, she she asked because she wanted him to do something. He still did what he was supposed to do. And what you talked about them, the how Jesus was uh, angry and he was um, in the temple and he was flipping over tables and telling them to get out of his house and driving them out. Um, he was acting. He was acting according to the spirit. He wasn't. It says, "Be angry and not sin." So. There's a way that we could be angry if the, the Lord allows us to and do His will, and Jesus did it. Dude, God, God was like, probably God was in His ear, like, "Hey, um, flip these things." He was like, "All right, back." He flipped. So, um, and uh, the the Jews was like, "So, uh, two eighteen. So, the, so the Jews answered and said to him, "What sign do you show us since you do these things?" They like, "What gives you the authority to be flipping over tables and whatnot?" And he was like, hey, y'all destroyed this temple. I raised it up in three days. And they, they like, they, they, they like, it took 40 years, it took 46 years to build this temple. And you raised it up in three days? Like, they like, they don't believe him, you know. They, they don't, uh, um, they don't believe what he's saying. But he was talking about himself, you know. Uh, the word says that our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, you know. Before, when we talk about a one that his, his spirit descended upon him like a dove, or the Lord's spirit descended upon him like a dove. So he's got the Lord's spirit within him. You know what I'm saying? So, what'd you, what'd you see in three? Talk to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Those who are not saved, 
basically you are afraid to acknowledge God because you seem to be up to like those who are never come to the right of humility and bodies. You want to see life, you won't see life until you believe, and then life is the life you're working towards. Thank you, thank you. Um, what she said, uh, we can't just be baptized in water. We can't just get dunked in the water and be saying we got to be baptized in spirit. Both things have to happen. Or when we swipe our card in the heaven, it's going to be declined. you got to have both. Um, Nicodemus, if you look at if you look at chapter 10, Jesus like, aren't you the teacher of Israel and you don't know these things? He like, you're supposed, to be, you're supposed to be this high position teaching these people these things, and you don't know these things. Um, and what she said about if I told you earthly things, um, he says in 12, if I told you earthly things and you do not believe, how would you believe if I tell you heavenly things? He's like, if you can't handle basic one-on-one of what I'm showing you, how can you handle some higher stuff? You know, so, like you said. Um, so when you pointed out 20, um, says, for everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. So those who um, who love their sin, who refuse to change, they don't want you to expose them. They want to chill in their darkness. They, they like the dark. They don't want the, the light of the Lord to expose them. So, yeah. Basically what you said. Um, sticks out to rule 30. He must increase, but I must decrease. Right there, that means we have to become less of ourselves so that God becomes greater in us. So you, um, you got to stop doing less of what we want to do and more of what he wants to do. If we, if we, you know, in prayer time, like, God, show me how to be more like you. God, I want these things. I want to be like you. I want to mirror you. I want when people see me that they see you, blah, 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 blah. You speaking all this talk. Well, then your actions got to reflect it. Actions speak louder than words. That's what we know, right? So... We gotta, our life has to reflect what we talk. We talk and talk, we gotta walk through that. You know what so, 36, where you pointed out, says, He who believes in the Son has everlasting life, and he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides upon him. So, you gotta believe in Jesus. If you don't believe in Jesus, you gotta deal with the wrath of God. Point blank, period. If you, don't, if you don't believe in Jesus, you won't have to deal with the wrath of God, because the world don't believe in Jesus. They know, they know who Jesus is, but what did we just learn in 20? People that are in darkness don't want to go to light. They want to, they don't want to change. They want to chill in where they're at. They're comfortable. You're going to make them uncomfortable. Okay? Everybody caught up? Everybody good? All right. So, Lauren, since you gave us that great, um, since you gave us that great um, synopsis of what we talked about, you pick who we read, who starts us in reading. And they will read from four. They're going to read a lot. <laughs> They're going to read from four to 34. Or no, one to 34. So, whatever you decide. Oh, Jeremiah. Oh, excellent. Okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Actually, scratch that. One to 26. Go ahead now. Hold it down now. 1 to 26. We're looking at chapter 4. Everybody there said, got it? Alright. Do it, man. When Jesus lived the Pharisees heard, he was making a baptized of one disciples with John. Though Jesus himself was not baptized. Hey, hey, hey. Take your time. Take your time, man. 
When Jesus knew that the Pharisees heard he was making and baptizing more disciples than John, though he himself was not baptizing, but his disciples were, he left Judea and went again to Galilee. He had to travel through Samaria. So he came to a town of Samaria called Skyrim, near the property that Jacob had given his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, worn out from his journey, sat down at the well. It was about six in the evening. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Give me a drink, Jesus said to her, for his disciples had gone into town about food. How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink for me, a Samaritan woman? She asked him. For Jews do not associate with Samaria. Jesus answered, If you knew the gift of God, and who was saying to you, Give me a drink, you would ask him, and he would give you the water. Sir, said the woman, you don't even have a bucket, and the well is, is deep. So where do you get this living water? You are greater than our father Jacob, are you? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his son, as did his sons and livestock. Jesus said, Everyone who drinks from this water will get thirsty again. But whoever drinks from the water that I will give him will never get thirsty again, ever. In fact, the water I give him will become a well of water, springing up within him for eternal life. Sir, the woman said to him, give me this water so I won't get thirsty and come here to draw water. Go call your husband, he told him, and come back here. I don't have a husband, she answered. You have directly said, I don't have a husband, Jesus said. For you have five husbands, and, and the man you now have is not your husband. Well, what you have said is true. Sir, the woman replied, I see that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshiped on this mind, yet you Jews, yet you Jews say, that, say that the place of worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus told her, Believe me, woman, I will come to you who will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. We Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship that we, what we do know, because salvation is from the Jews, but an hour is coming, and it's now here, where the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. Yes, the Father wants such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship his spirit and truth. It was the 24, 26. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. I am he, he is told us, the one speaking to you. Oh, hear that last line? He said, I am he. Oh, whoa. I said, I'm that guy. You know? <laughs> What stuck out to you about that, my man? Um, what stuck out to me was 13 when he said, everyone who drinks from this water will get thirsty again. Mm-hmm. But whoever drinks from the water that I give them will never get thirsty again ever. In fact, the water I give them will become a well of water springing up within them for eternal life. Um, to me, to me, that just meant something that we need every day. God can provide like that and we won't ever need it again. That just lets me know if he, can, if he can provide something like that, what else can we do? Why not for me? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I have. We are at um, chapter 4, uh, 27. Chapter 4, 27, John. Yeah. Um, John, you point out what you see first, and then I'll go. Okay. I, I got a couple things. Okay. First, first, let's go back to the beginning where it says, um, oh, okay, for, for, the reason why I asked him to slow down was because, you know, when you read, read the word of God, it's meant to be sacred. It's meant to be taken in. You know, you don't have to, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the 360 Bible plan, right, reading it, reading it all at once, but you want to read it slow so you understand, you, you might miss something if you read it too fast. So, um, but let's go back to the beginning. It says, therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, 
and it says in parentheses that Jesus himself did not baptize but his disciples, right? So this kind of gets us an idea of that it wasn't Jesus who, who was baptizing. His disciples were, were baptizing. That gives an idea that the person with the leader or, or whoever you're under doesn't have to be the person baptizing. It can you can be the person baptizing, right? So that that kind of shows, shows that idea. It's not only about you know the pastor and the pulpit. It's not only about the uh, um, the leader of, of the church, but it's you know we are all given a work to do. And we see right here an example. The leader right here wasn't the one baptizing. It was the, the people who was under him baptizing. So you know that's a, another thing when we think about the work of God, the work of Christ. We're called to do those things, and it, it doesn't have to be the, the pastor or the leader of the church to do so. They all feel empowered to do the things that God has created you. Let me go off that. It was written, um, go and baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He didn't say a specific person. He said go. That means anybody who opens this book, go do what you're supposed to do. Go baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That means you could do it. I could do it. He could do it. Anybody in this room could go baptize somebody in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. If your friend like, yo, I want Christ. Okay, let's go to the fountain. You know what I'm saying? Go to A&T's pool. Let's go get in the water. Let's dunk you in there. Let's get you baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's a command from God. It ain't an obligation. It ain't like up for debate. He said go. He didn't say go please. He didn't say um, maybe if you feel like it. He said go, which means go do it. That's obedience. We obey. We do what we're supposed to do. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And um, also, the other point I was going to make with that is that although it was disciples who were doing it, Jesus was the one who got the glory for it. So, that shows the dynamic of, of what we do. It also glorifies Jesus, and he, he gets the credit. So, you know, that's the honor and, and the glory that we give when we're doing things for, for God. Also, Jesus gets that glory. Um, I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, what was I going to say? In everything that you do, glorify the Lord. That's what it says in the Bible. So, what we just talked about in our Psalms. No, was it the prophet? It was the prophet that we heard today. Um, it says that we're supposed to... Um, Trust in him with all our understanding, or not trust in him with everything that we have. So, um, and we think about him before we do anything. How does this glorify God? Okay, I got this job. How can I glorify God? Okay, I got this career that I want to do. How can I, how can this give an opportunity to share the gospel? How can I win souls for Christ? Um, like problem solving, keeping it centered on Christ. So, because these guys were doing what God told them to do, yes, God received the glory. But you don't think God paid them back for that? Of course He did. Well, they blessed. Whatever they, whatever they got, whatever they pursuing, whatever they trying to do, they blessed. Whatever they trying to do, they blessed. So, um, yeah, doing doing God's work will bless you. Maybe not financially, but it might bless you. Maybe you have more peace in your family. Maybe your friends want Christ. Your friends just walk walk up to you after you did what God told you to do, and they like, yo, I want God. He's like, where did this come from? Oh, because I was obeying, because I was being obedient. Boom, that's what happened. You feel me? So, keep going. After that, um, the concept of living water um, also stood out to me. Does anyone know what that, what that means? That was when I read it the first time, that was kind of like, and living water, what, what is that? <laughs> you think what is it? What is it? That's the question I have. What's, what does he mean by living water? What's, what's, what's living water? Does anybody know what living water is? I have no idea. 
says 13 it says Jesus answered and said to her whoever drinks of this water will thirst again so she, he's talking about the, the water that um, he wants to drink from that he, uh, that he wants her to give him. and then he says but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give uh, him will never thirst but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting water into everlasting life so I think about it like Jesus placed a drop and they grow into a whole waterfall flowing within them. You know what I'm saying? So, what do we talk about in two? It says, he must increase, but I must decrease. So, the less we are more of ourselves, the more the living water will flow within us. You know what I'm saying? So, the more we are denying ourselves, the more that we like, Lord, I'm trying to be obedient. I'm not hanging out with those friends I used to hang out with that doing what not doing what you doing. I'm going out, I'm sharing the gospel. I'm going out, I'm, tell, I'm telling them, yo, come to AYD at Bible study, like you sharing the word. Like, I'm doing all these things, like trying to uh, win my friends and whatnot. The living water flowing. You know, I'm fasting, I'm praying. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing all these great things. The living water flowing. What it, we just talked about how God rewards obedience. So us being obedient, why would the living water not flow? Why would they not grow greater? Why would the, the drops not turn into wells of water flowing within us? You get me? Everybody get that? Yes, sir. I got that. Yeah. All right. What else we got for us, John? Anybody else got something to point out? Please. Please. We are not the only two to be talking, yo. Like, this is Bible study. This ain't just John and Brandon study. Anything, any verse, anything speaks out to you. If y'all don't speak, I'll just call it. What you got, Robert? Uh, I'm looking at 
verse 21 right now, where it says, Women, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship your Father. You worship what you do not know. You know we worship for the salvation of the Jews. But the hour is coming, and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father, Spirit, and truth. The Father is seeking such worship of God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. Um, I'm just like trying to process it. Give it to him, John. So, um, um, so, we, so for a little bit of context, right? So the Jews and the Samaritans, they were kind of at odds with each other, right? So the Jews were, were the holy people, you know, chosen people of God. The reason why they were Samaritans, they, they were kind of looked at as like the inbred kind of kind of people, lesser than because they were they were mixing with other things. So they were Jews, but they were mixing with other nationalities and ethnic groups. So that's why they messed around with different people. Right. They looked at less there. Right. And then they also had different the, the, theological beliefs as well when it came to God and, and where to worship. So the Jews they, they believed that the only true person oh, was, was in um, was in Jerusalem, the top of the mountain. But as far as the Samaritans, they believed I it, it was either the west, the mountain it was a mountain that they, they believed that they should should worship at. But when Jesus is right here talking, it says, Women believe me when the hour is coming and you will Neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. Right. So you think it's in Jerusalem, you think it's in the mountain, you know, you can worship God anywhere. Right. Two or three gathered in my name, there I am. How many of us in there? More than two or three. So two or three gathered in my name, there I am among them. We worship in God, glorify God through His Word. So um, it says, You worship what you do not know. We worship, we know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. So right there, what that sticks out to me is. Um, you know what you know, but uh, I got deeper understanding. Um, you can worship God everywhere, not just here, not these specific places that y'all trying to worship at. And then it says, but the hour is coming. But then he says, and now is. So the hour is right now. Right now in this current moment, in this word. It says, right now, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. So. And with that also, it breaks down that that religious wall or tradition that was like, all right, praise God, I gotta come up, come to this mountain, I gotta come to this place. Where worshiping in spirit and, and in truth, that invites a totally different dynamic. You got our God is the spirit, right? I talk about, you know, Christianity. Christianity without spirituality is, is dead, right? People people like to run away from it, right? Because it's, it's a thin line between the spiritual and, and witchcraft, right? So we, we want to know that that line. But in, in truthness, right, what it's saying is that even even in like we can take today's time, the church, you know, the, the, the building that you go to, that's not only the place where you go to worship. You sing those two songs and that's the, your place of worship. He's saying we worship it in the spirit and in the truth, right? But also that's what's referring to the Holy Spirit, how our hearts are always open toward God, that He's our, our teacher and how and how we worship him is through the Holy Spirit. And that's the power that, that gives him when we're talking about spirit. When we're talking about truth is that we, we worship worship him on the account of our word, right? So we'll never go, go against what the Bible says, you know, the Bible for the truth. But you don't want to separate the two where you're like, oh, I'm only worshiping by saying the, the word that's on the page. Yeah. No, but it's also your emotions that's connected and that's wrapped up in it as well. Please know um, what I'm saying. Two or three gather in my name, there I am among them. He ain't say two or three gather in this building, there I am among them. Two or three gather on this mountain, there I am among them. He said two or three gather in my name, there I am among them. 
That's anywhere. We could be in Bojangles parking lot. Two or three gather in my name. There I am among them. Two. You only need two people to worship God. You can worship God on your own. But two or three, and you got a church. You only need two or three people, and you got a church. It's not the building. It's not the local church. It's the people within the church that are Holy Spirit filled. That's where the church is at. This is church. We have a church right now. We, we, we see we got it. That's what, that's what the community is about. Like I said, there's more than two or three. And I am among them. He's here. So. Um, 26. I oh, also want to talk about. Oh, go ahead. About worship, right? So worship. Um, a lot of times you think worship is just, you know, singing songs. You know? And we said worship of a, of a in itself is a wholly different, different concept of trying to understand worship, right? But it's, it's worshiping in, in what we do, how we live. Um, like I said, seek first the, the kingdom of God, right? That, that's worship. When we when we put God first in everything we do, we're worshiping Him, we're, we're worshiping him with our own bodies. Our own bodies are living sacrificed then. So that's another, another way to look at worship. It's not just uh, singing, singing a couple songs. And everything you do, glorify God. So everything you do, worship God. So um, at this job, I worship God by praying when I'm not, when I'm, when I'm on my lunch break. Um, I, uh, I worship God by, um, maybe I got this clothing brand, and it's, there's scripture on this clothing brand, uh, maybe there's many Bibles that come with every, uh, with every piece of clothing, you know what I'm saying? Everything you do in the worship of God. We live our lives according to, like he said, living sacrifices. God died for us, so we die for him every day with everything that we do. So I don't do what I used to do. I do what God tells me to do. And what, his, what he tells me to do is in his word. And what he tells with his spirit, what he says to me. Are you hearing me? Got me? With it. 26, uh, 25, you know, she thinks she knows something. She said, the woman said to him, I know that Messiah is, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all these things. So she just dismissed everything that he said. He's like, man, I'm not listening to you. The Messiah coming. He's going to tell me everything. And Jesus like, that's me. <laughs> it says, I who you, I, I who speak to you am he. Now sit with that. I'm that guy. That's me. Okay. Like, you talking this talk. You better listen to me, girl. I'm giving you truth right now. You need to pay attention. Snap. Keep up with me. You know, that's what, that's what, that's what he's saying. You dismissing what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is facts, and I'm that guy you're looking for. Boom. Drop the bike. That's what he said. <laughs> so you got to read, Jeremiah. Oh, does anybody else have anything to add? Please don't let us be the only two people talking, y'all. Please add something. Anything. Anything. I don't care what you got to say. Just add something. He asked, go call your husband and come back here. Was that for the sole purpose of showing her that he, that he was a I think it's a double code, right? So it was also to let let him let her know who she was, but I also think there's a deeper understanding. It's like she asked for something, right? What, what did she ask for right before that? She asked for the living water, and she she asked for that water, and Jesus then then therefore asked her, confronted her about her sin. Mm. So I, I think there's a another another reason why. You know, when we go to ask God for something, right? We ask Him for that everlasting life. He's gonna confront us with our with our sin first, and we're gonna have to have a choice to, you know, choose to stay with you. Know. But I, but it, it was, I do believe it was to the actual 
to let her know, hey, I am who I say I am. So I believe two yeah. things. One, hey, uh, I know who you are, and you don't know who I am. The fact that she, the, the fact that also he, she dismissed him later is crazy, knowing that she pointed it out. She's never met this man before, but yet he goes, go get your husband. And then he's like, I don't got no husband. It's like, yeah, I know. You're doing sexual immorality. I know. That's not your husband. So the fact that he called that out, he know her. She got no idea who this man is. And then she also denied later that he's the Messiah. Like, that's crazy. She's very bold for that. But um, the woman wants everlasting water. And then he says, okay, go get your husband. He calling out her sin. Go take care of that. If you want, if you want me, you gotta, you gotta be willing. You gotta have an open heart and an open mind. And be willing to fully welcome. So that's kind of go. You get me? So whatever you're doing before you was with me, that's gotta go. You gotta be walking with me. So that living water will flow. You feel me? I'm with you. Anybody confused? Great question. I'm glad you get that out. Yeah. And also let you know that God knows all of our sins. Yeah. What are we just talking about? The light of the Lord. He see everything. Amen. Yeah. He ain't seen. Since we, since we were netted in the womb, he's seen everything. Saying, Amen. He ain't seen. And he still lets us be his, his people. It's crazy. Who you want to read next, man? You got. You must start to read from 27. From 27 to 38. That is you. spoke out to you. Talk to me. Now she's like, could you see the Christ? Now she's like, he, um, 
29, come see a man who told me all the things that I ever did. So he's telling her, Jesus is telling her all the things that she's ever done. He like, could this be the Christ? Um, um, his disciples are like, please eat. And he like, I'm not eating. And um, he said his food is to do the will of God and to finish his work. Um, do you not say that, uh, hold on, 36, and he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life, that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. So that means within the body of Christ, I could go out and share the gospel, but he could be going, and he could be uh, going to get people baptized. We could be doing two completely different things, but God counts us as equal in his eyes. We both doing his work, and we will be, we will be, um, we will receive blessings separately, but he looks at it as two people doing different things. Two people doing different things, but it counts as one. Y'all got me? That makes sense? Yeah. So, both of them, he thinks like, hey, y'all both doing what y'all supposed to do. Um, just because they're different, it's still what's the end goal? To glorify God, to do God's will, doing the will of the Father, doing God's will. Even though we're doing two separate things, we're doing the same thing. Everybody get that? Also, it says, um, he who reaps receives wages, receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life. So let's plow in the field, you know, hey, you know, banging that drum, come out to prayer night, hey, come out to, uh, come out to Bible study. We, we try and, you know, lead people close to Christ, we're trying to glorify God. You know, we are gathering fruit for eternal life. God is like, hey, keep it up. You know what I'm saying? Y'all doing the right thing. Y'all doing what God told y'all to do. Right? So we gather in fruit in his eyes, which is according to the kingdom of God. Alright? So thirty-five. Do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. He's saying, hey, don't say four months in advance. Right now, you could be doing God's work. Right now, at this very moment, you could be doing God's work. The harvest ain't four months from now. It's right now. Go plow that field. Go do what you're supposed to do. Right now. Not four months from now. Not six months from now. Oh, I'm going to give my life to Christ in two years. I'm going to give my life to Christ a year from now. You know, when I'm, when I'm graduated from college, blah, blah, blah. Whatever the case may be, no, nah, I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to walk with God right now. I'm going to glorify God right now. Do it right now. That's what he says. Let that pierce your heart. You know what I'm saying? So, what you got, John? Anybody? KJ, what'd you get from that? I agree with what you're saying. Um, the kind of piggybacking on the part of, you know, the women and the sewing and um, the four months between planting and harvesting. It's like saying, like, oh, I'm going to do better um, once I get right and stuff like that. You're going to miss out on your blessing if you don't just start doing it then. I know it's a quote saying, um, you can't be great until you start, like, not say start as trash, but it's like you got to start somewhere. So it's like you got to start and then you end up getting to that great position. So yeah, you know, it's like four months between planning and harvesting. He's saying wake up and look around. So it's like your, your work is done now, so don't you try to put it off for later. My mom's ever called it, don't put something off for tomorrow you can do today. So. Procrastinating, doing things of God. Oh, 
I'll go share the gospel tomorrow. I'll go share the gospel next week. I'll go uh, try to tell my friends about Christ, you know, two years from now. No, do it right now. Like, after you leave, like, yo, this great Bible study I had, um, you need Jesus. Let's pray for you to get Jesus, like, right now. Like, like, like right now. Like, he ain't even, you see, it's got an exclamation point. I know. Yeah. For they are already in my version. For they are already white for harvest. From the exclamation point, that's what exclaiming. That's harvest. Like, yeah, he's saying that with base. He's saying that with power. He like, it, the, the field is already white. Go do what you're supposed to do right now. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, and then piggybacking off of um, the, right here, the harvesters are paid the wages and the fruit they harvest is people brought to eternal life, but to awake both the planter and the harvest alike. So some people think like um, maybe the planter may have like a small job or it's related to real life. Maybe some people may think what they're doing is small and the next person what they're doing is big. But in God's eyes, if you're doing like, you know, the work of him, then both will be praised in his name. So don't even try to like put off what you're doing as like, oh, it's something small, they're not looking at it. Or um, Nobody really knows what I'm doing. Things gonna be crazy, same. Everything is even in the eyes of the Lord. I might, I might have a YouTube channel where I share, I share, um, I share the gospel every week. But this one person spends time with their friends, and they winning them one day at a time. Both of us are doing the work of God. Both of us will be rewarded equally. Notice how it said wages and fruits that will reap eternal life. So they paid in blessings, and they also get eternal life in due season. Both of those are gonna happen. The blessings could be, boom, they friends of the Lord. The blessings are going to be, boom, you know, financially take off 33000 uh, in your debt that you was going to have. You don't know when it's going to be, but you will be blessed. You know what I'm saying? You will be blessed doing God's work, and you're going to gather them fruits for eternal life. Two things are happening at once. And two people are doing different things, but it's even in the eyes of the Lord. So don't think whatever you're doing is small. You sharing the gospel on your Instagram for like, you only got two viewers, both of those people one day might come to Christ through you continuously doing that. You continuously telling your friends, yeah, we got Bible study. Yeah, we got Bible study. God sees everything. So God sees your heart. And you're like, man, God, I really want these people to be saved. You see what I'm doing. I keep sharing with them what we're doing. God sees what you're doing. God rewards you for it. God is already rewarding you for it. You just haven't seen it yet. Boom. Think about that. So, who you want to read next? 39 through 42. Oh, you got something? Sorry. I was going off my phone. I got lost in this. Um, one thing, there's better examples of this in John, but when it says, um, in the meantime, his disciples urged him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said, I have food to eat which you do not know. And then the disciples said to one another, He who has, has anyone brought him food? So that, that takes, us, takes us back to understanding. Um, lean out of our own understanding, right? That even the men who walked with him didn't fully grasp what everything he was saying. So if, if the people who were with Jesus was like, who would, whatever Jesus said went over the head, how much more do, do we need to ask more questions for, for things not to go over our, our head? That was a great problem you picked, Mia. Yeah. That was a good one. But it, it's, it's great. It's that, but that, that correlates, right? Understanding that he, even the men who, who walked with him didn't fully fully understand. And there's, there's more than that in John where the disciples are just like, bro, what are you talking about? And it totally goes over that and Jesus had to read it up and stuff. And also I want to say, 
It says at the end that he said, I sent you to reap for which you have not labored. Others have labored and you have entered into their labors, right? So that, that, that right there introduced us this idea of work. Now when, when we gave our life to Christ and we signed up for this, we already signed up for, for a job that we that we did not do, that, that we did other people have, have been before us, have done it, have done this work, and we're entering into that work for that. And for others have labor, and you have entered it into their labors. So other people were we're picking up as right where they, they left off. That introduced this idea of work as Christians. Now we now we all know that we are saved by grace. Grace alone, right? That is what, what saves us. But but I'm I, what I'm saying is that because you are saved, you will enter it in a certain work. So that's a so we are we are saved by grace. So we don't enter into heaven. However, uh, if we are God's people and we um, and we know what does it say? It says go and it says go and baptize people in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. If we know the Word of God. We know what God has told us to do in His Word. It wasn't a command. It was or it wasn't a question. It was a command. It wasn't for option. It was you do it. So we know these things. Why would we not do what our Master told us to do? We serve Him until the end of time. So we should do what he told us to do. And he didn't say do it, you know, next week. He said right now. He talking to the people that are walking with him, seeing him turn water into wine, what we just talked about, and they ain't even doing what they're supposed to do. That's why he said, I have sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. You haven't done what you're supposed to do yet. Go do it. Right now. Not four months from now. Right now. I can't emphasize enough right now. You said what? I said, I was, people, don't let that be a daunting task. I'm saying we will teach you what, what that looks like and how that looks like as time to come. You know, we'll get into that. Yeah. Who you want to read next? Uh, Hebrew. I think that's it. Anybody? Oh, Tiana. Okay. 39 through 42. Mm-hmm. Chapter uh, 4, 39 through 42. <coughs> and when y'all got it, say God. You got it? You said what? Oh, she don't hear us? Okay. Who you want to read? Is that? Okay. Can you? 39.42. All right. Many Samaritans from the village believed in Jesus because the woman had said, he told me everything I ever did. When they came out to see him, they begged him to stay in their village. So he stayed for two days, long enough for many more to hear his message and believe. They then, then they said to the woman, now we believe not just because of what you told us, but because we have heard him ourselves. Now we know that he is indeed the Savior of the world. You said 42? Good. What did you get from that? Um, well, I guess the, the first part of 39, she just come to realization. So even though she, you know, she denied, she denied him originally, and he pointed out all of her sins and stuff like that. So now she's coming to believe in like him, and now she wants to spread the word and stuff like that. Hmm. Notice how immediately that she realized the Messiah, she immediately did what 
immediately did what she was supposed to do. This guy, this guy, this guy, you need him. I know you need Christ. Come over here. Come over here and come with me. Come see him. Um, what sticks out to me is in my version, it says, he told me all that I ever did, ever isn't italicized. So all that's in the word, you know, some things that God has done is not in the word, but he's done it. So all we see is that she told, he told her about the husbands. We don't know everything that he told her about herself. That's just not in that she was doing. Because she, she's emphasized twice that he told me all that I ever did. So it ain't just what we see. He told her everything. Girl, you was out here doing this. You was out here doing that. You know, you got them five husbands, girl. I know everything. You got this. You know, he, he went in deep. He went in deep. That's why she That's why she said, he told me everything that I ever did. So as soon as she realized that's the Messiah, what did she do? She go. She went and shared with him. She, she went and shared through the Samaritans that this is God. This is, this is, um, this is the Messiah. She shared her testimony. She shared the testimony and she shared the gospel immediately. This is our, this is our first example of him sharing, somebody sharing the gospel. It's like, yo, this God, <laughs> this God, and my story with God is, he told me everything I ever did, and I gave my life to him. Right there, boom. First time, sharing the gospel. Right there, that's our first example. Let that sink in. It's the first person that shared the gospel. It's written right there. I, uh, Jesus is on earth, right there. Where basically everybody else is saying they believe as well, but sometimes other people may be like they have to push. So like, even though you're telling them like you have a testimony, and it can be so moving, but they have to like you know experience it for themselves. So like, I know sometimes I'm more so of an experience to, to believe it type of thing, but then sometimes I'm also like a um, you tell me how it's affected you, and then I can believe it. But yeah, everybody's different, so everybody here is saying like they had to experience it and hear his words, and I may believe as well. So that right there, um, she did what she was supposed to. She went out, she shared the gospel. However, it was not her grace to be the one that won them over for Christ. She did what she was supposed to do. She did. She shared the gospel, but when they found Jesus, they or when when Jesus uh, stayed with them, then they grew to believe. So I might, hey, come out to prayer night, but you hear somebody else pray and you choose to believe in Christ now. I might have put you in that position, but somebody else is the grace that is supposed to win your soul. You get what I'm saying? So we do what we're supposed to do, but somebody else might have that, that job. They're supposed to win that for whatever they have to say. Are you get me? So you just do whatever you're supposed to do, and then maybe somebody else will win them. So your friends that you've been praying for, your family that's praying for it, they walk up to some random stranger and they share the gospel with them and it hit them differently. You know like how your mama tell you to do something but then your pops tell you to do something and then you actually do it because it hit different? No explanation. Like, okay, let's say, for example, um, let's say your mama been telling you, you got to save money. Then your boy tell you, hey man, you got to stop spending so much money. It hit different coming from your boy. You get what I'm saying? Same way. So if I'm like, yo, you need to give your life to Christ. You've been hearing me say, you got to give your life to Christ over and over and over. But this random person tell you something about yourself that you ain't know before. And they say, yo, you need to give your life to Christ. Boom, it's going to hit them. You know what I'm saying? Like a light bulb moment. Sometimes the first person to tell you something ain't going to hit. But then the second person or the third person will get you. So think about that. Thank you. You're going off right now. Um, what you got for us, Lord? What you get from that?
You got that? Okay. Mia, what'd you get from me? Um, Gordon, you also said that with me. Um, Testimonies and things like that. It's not us 
that, that's saying, you know, they don't know it based on us, but not until Jesus comes and the Holy Spirit comes and does that work in them, and that's when their, their lives are, are changed. That's when the, the renewal starts, and they'll start believing for themselves. So it has to take, it takes you, and it, and it takes the, the Holy Spirit moving within them. You know, that's whenever, that's whenever God, God does it, you know. But, but it's important for us to keep on doing it, you know, so God can move in, in, in the people. So, of what you said, that's great. Um, Apostle Paul says in the Bible, he says, um, the gospel has power to win souls. So you tell me the story of Jesus has enough power for somebody to give the life of Christ, right? So he told us to go and share the gospel to all regions of the world. He's supposed to be doing that. Christians are supposed to be doing that all over the world, from Africa to Asia to, uh, to Paris to everywhere. We're supposed to be, Christians are supposed to be everywhere sharing the gospel. That's what we're supposed to do, right? So we share our testimony. Like, this woman really gets the template for it. You share what you what happened, your, your, how you got to God, and then you share about God. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, I was living in sin. I was doing all these terrible things. But then God found me. I gave my life to him. I accepted him as my Lord and Savior, and I got baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You get me? So, um, man, I wasn't going to say all that. What was the song? Um, yeah, the power, the, the gospel has power. Don't think you sharing the gospel does not have power. It has power. It has power. The word of God is sharper than any double-edged sword. It can cut through soul and spirit, bone and marrow. That's, that's how powerful you say on the gospel. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So we share the gospel, which is written in the word of God. It has enough power to win a soul. So our soul, when we give our, when we start giving into our sin, we start sinning and doing all things, our heart becomes hard. Think of something, think of like concrete, how hard concrete is. That's our heart. Until somebody shares the gospel, until God finds us, our heart is hard. But when God comes and finds us, our heart is softened. And God can God speaks through creation. So it could be you having a face to face encounter with Christ in your dreams or whatever. Or it could be a person come up to you and be like, You need Jesus. I don't know who you are, but God told me you need Jesus. Boom, your heart becomes softened. Boom, now you like, where can I get where can I get baptized? You know what I'm saying? So when we give into our sin, our heart becomes hard. And we need the gospel to soften our heart. And that's how our heart is renewed and that's how our mind is renewed. That we are adopted into God's family as his children, as his sheep. The word says, my sheep know my voice and they follow me. He's the good shepherd. You know what I'm saying? Everybody good? Everybody good? Excellent. So, we got two more seconds. I get in there, we make it. Everybody good, right? Okay. So, um, who, 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 who just read? Okay, who you want to read next? 43 through 45. Anybody? And you can pick somebody who's already read. Huh? No, I can't. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, now, after two days, he departed us and went into Galilee. Galilee. Galilee? Galilee, yeah. Okay, Galilee. For Jesus himself testified that a prophet hath no honor in his own country. Then when he was come into Galilee, the Galilean received him, having seen all the things 
that he did at Jerusalem at the feast, for they also went unto the feast. Okay. You said to when? No, you good right there. Oh. What'd you get from that? Um. Anything at all? I guess like, I mean, I guess like when he, like when he, I guess like when he got into the country, like they honored him and they respected him mm-hmm. and they accepted the him for who he was. Like they didn't judge him. Mm-hmm. Um. Stuck out to me as I said, so when he came to Galilee, the Galileans received him, having seen all the things he did at Jerusalem at the feast. So that tells us prior, at the feast in Jerusalem, God did some wonderful things. Scratch that. Yes. We saw earlier. Hold on, let me find it. But we saw... Um, we saw in Jerusalem, or we haven't seen it, but we, from what he said, or from what is written, it says that, so when he came to Galilee, the Galileans received him, having seen all the things he did in Jerusalem at the feast. So they went to the feast, they saw what Jesus did, and they're like, we know who you are, man. We with you. We with you to the end of time. That's what they said. Um, so they recognized him as soon as he walked in. It's like, yo, that's God. Yo, you see what that's God. That's God right there. You know what? That's God right there. It's like, yo, we with you, man. We with you. What's up? So, um, just like how the Samaritans needed to see, they needed to see, and when they saw what they do, they gave me life to Boom. We seeing this, seeing this a lot. Seeing somebody sharing their story. They seen this. They get their life to All right? See it? Don't see what they see? See what you see? What you get, Johnny? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I knew he was going to ask a question. I knew it. I knew it. I knew he was going to ask a question. What's your question? That's a, that's a question. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to get back to you on that. I know I knew you were going to say something. I was like, Jeremiah, I going to ask this question. It's, a, but it's interesting, though, but that, that's why it's important to, to read. what. What does he mean by that? Probably has no. Say it again, you know, I have a different um. Uh, it says, Jesus himself testified that a prophet has no honor in his own country. When I think of that, um, it's kind of like, say if you're like you're the hero or something like that, or if you feel like you're, not say above all, but you're just like, you know, you feel like you have the knowledge you bring to a group of people. Sometimes some people may not think of it as like a, oh, he's here to help me. Sometimes they may think of it as like a, you know, the same, oh, he's holding their down or stuff like that. So if you're a prophet, then you most you really might not be getting that glory and that praise in your hometown. You might get it when you go elsewhere because they don't know you. So it's like you going elsewhere and you bring in, you know, the gifts and you bring in the knowledge. But if you're in your hometown, like they know you prior to, or like mm-hmm. they just know you're around and they're not really trying to praise you for real because you're like, from there, so it's like you can't. Some people may think like, oh, you're kind of like us. So what you mean, you bring in knowledge and you bring in stuff, and you from the hometown? So, excellent. Hold on, let me get this. So, um, uh, dang, um, we know that Jesus is a Nazareth, right? 
Um, he did many signs and wonders in his city, and they only knew Jesus uh, before uh, before that Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove. So they couldn't wrap their minds around this man is God. You get what I'm saying? So they like, man, we seen you when you was a kid running around, da 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 da. You know, how are you God? You know what I'm saying? So with that, you know, it says that a prophet has no honor in his own country. So they know him. They know who this prophet was before, um, before he was fully walking with Christ. And they like, they dismissing what he's saying. They deny him. Just like how the woman, uh, before uh, she had Jesus to back him, the Samaritans didn't believe. You know what I'm saying? So, um, the office of the prophet is supposed to be supposed to be the voice of God for all the nations, not just his nation that he lives in, that he resides in, but for Asia, Europe, everywhere. He's supposed to be the voice of God, giving the information that they need to know. So he in his own city, and they like they dismissing what he's saying. You know what I'm saying? That makes sense, everybody? Mm. That's good. That's good. Okay, okay. You spin over there, ain't you? <laughs> Did I answer your question? You got another one. Are you good? If I have more, you Oh, yeah, okay, okay. I got you. I got you. You got something to add back there, Jalen? No? That's why you ponder back there. You ain't got nothing? I was, I was thinking on the, the first word. Sorry. Jesus himself testified that a prophet has no honor in his own country. Those friends that you used to hang out with and you yeah. tell them you with Christ, they're not trying to hear that. They want to bring up your what? Or but I was with you at the party that last week doing that. You was out here wilding. They can't even fathom you with Christ. You get no honor from them. You got to continue walking on that path and eventually they're going to come to them because you're doing the work of God. And that, what did we just talk about? The fruit, the fruit of the everlasting life and the blessings. The blessings will come. They're going to get their life to Christ. Give it time. Do what you're supposed to do. Pray without ceasing. That's what the word says. We keep going. Don't matter what they say. We with Christ. Don't matter. They can't stop us. What you got? Could it be because home is comfort? I know a lot of times people don't tend to step out of their comfort zone or into their gift, as I like to call it, until they're out of familiar territory to where they're forced to use it or forced to step out of what they know, which is that comfort, which isn't using their gift. So it could be that he... You come, you come fully into who you are when you're out of what you know. You see what I'm saying? That's just, that's just where, that's just, that's just what we're going on. On my heart, really. It could, it could. Now, the, you know, the word also says when, um, when Jesus ascended and he told the disciples to, to go and, and do the work, he told them to start in their hometown first. So I wouldn't say, you know, when we, when we do what we do and do the work, and you shouldn't start 
in the place where you're where you're home. Now, this place where you start. Now you will grow or out of it. So, but as I would say, a little bit, a little bit. Of, you might be right. That's a possibility. I'm not sure, but I will say, if you love, you should go after everybody that you love. Everybody that you love, you want them with Christ because you want to see them in the next life. I, um, I love my family. I love my friends. So I'm a, yo, Jesus, 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 Jesus. All those friends that I used to rock with before I was with Christ, I'm like, yo, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And I'm trying to present myself as a man that's aligned with God. So when they see me, they see Christ, and they like, man, how you, you're so full with peace. Like, all this stuff going on, you're so filled with joy. Like, what's up with you? Like, you look crazy right now. And I'm like, because of God, man. Used to do this, used to do that. I don't do that no more. Why? Because I'm with God, man. I'm with Christ. You feel me? So they should see you and they should see Christ. Go ahead. I just wanted to like add that it's always important that to know that we have to fight harder for what we believe in. And also because it said that Jesus was so pissed about that a prophet has no honors in his own country. So that just makes me feel like we shouldn't care about what we think about us because we already know like there are people who don't like him and there are people who don't like we him. We know that we hate it already. So, like, you know, it we know that. It should kind of motivate you because we're not looking for We're not looking for worldly approval. We're looking for Christ's approval. Yeah. Yeah. I like you. What's your name? Maya. Maya. We like Maya. We like Maya. Yeah, we like Maya. So, um, hey, that's fire. Yeah, don't. It says stand firm. Stand on that. You with Christ. Everybody say I'm with Christ. I'm with Christ, Christ, yo. That's it. Don't matter who anybody say to me. Don't matter what anybody do to me. I'm with Christ. That's it. In the discussion. Hey, you got me fired up. hometown in Nazareth they said he did many signs and wonders and they said he was that little boy up the block like you not you not God that's what they were saying we used to hang out with these people we used to be in these we used to be in our city doing this that and the third we were Christ now it's gonna be hard for them to see but we that's why we intercede for them. we in that secret place and we like God please save him God please save him God please save him they don't know what they're doing I repent on their behalf. I forgive whoever you need to forgive. You're doing this every single day. And eventually, your your prayers will be rewarded in your endless pursuit. Stand firm on that. Be a, be a what's the word say? The word says, build your house on a firm foundation, not on the sand. Build your house on a firm foundation. Faith comes by hearing the word, hearing the word of God. Hear me when I say, stand firm. Don't let nobody tell you nothing. You're with Christ. You with Christ. That's it. Nobody comes before him. You know, everybody say God first, but we really put God first. What that proverb say? It says, seek first the kingdom of righteousness. That's what it says. That's what that's what uh, Mia pulled out today. 
And acknowledge him in all your ways. So everything you do, how does it glorify God? How do I how do I how do I give an opportunity to share the gospel? How do I brainstorm it immediately? Oh, I got this new job. Hallelujah. Yes. How do I how do I use this as a tool for Christ? Already thinking. You know what I'm saying? So you got a new job pending, whatever you got going on, you got an internship you about to start. You know what I'm saying? You maybe got promoted at whatever. Okay, how can I use this to glorify God? Okay, I got this Instagram. How can I use this to glorify God? You know, those people are going to be in your comments like, you used to post this, you used to post this. Why are you, po- why are you posting this now? Because I'm with Christ. What? With Christ. Simple. Facts. You said what? Like you used to. Used to. I'm not that no more. That old <clears> man <throat> died when I went in that water. I'm fired up. You got me fired up, y'all. You got me fired up at that, Mike. Um, who you want to read? Who read last? Was that? That wasn't you. Was that you? Who was you? Oh, it was you. Oh, who you want to read next? 46 through 54. Anybody. Man, pick, pick me up back there. Yeah. Go ahead now. 46 through 54. Fired up, yo. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Let's look at, uh, let's look at, uh, 40, uh, 47. When he had heard that Jesus had come out of Judea in the Galilee, he went into him and implored him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then Jesus said to him, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. So, we um, we know that we got to hear the word of God, but we also got to see it. We got to see the signs of wonders. Some people, 
some people are visible uh, visual learners and some are audio learners you hear okay that's enough boom i believe you need to see some people need to hear and see so um in mark it says that those uh, believers will have will be casting out demons will be speaking in tongues will be healing the sick raising the dead that stuff that we gotta do attached to sharing the gospel so that those people believe because some people Hey, ain't enough for you to be telling me the gospel. I grew up in church my whole life. My family forced me to go to church. You sharing the gospel ain't going to be enough. Have you seen this? Bam! Oh, snap! Okay, he real. You know what I'm saying? It might take that. Some people, it might take that. Go ahead. What you got? No, what you got? I, I find interesting that, especially like some people who don't believe, like, you know, maybe like atheists, people who just maybe don't believe in like God. Yeah. And it's like until they're like really in trouble or really in danger, and they have like they see other people like do that easily, they're like, hey, it's working for them. Yeah. Like now they want to. Now they want. Like yeah. Now right. they want something to work mm-hmm. for them. Now they want to pray. They ain't never yeah, prayed a day in their life, but this time they're gonna pray because it's really getting hairy. You know what I'm saying? When the rubber meet the road, who you gonna call on? You gonna call Jesus? Right. Yeah. Yeah. She fire. Um, See, um, 48, when Jesus said to him, unless you see, unless you people, people is italicized. He not talking, he just, uh, he not just talking about him. He talking about everybody. Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. So it ain't enough. It ain't enough just to hear. You gotta see. You know what I'm saying? So, the noble man like, okay, I hear you, man. Please, my son. He yelling. You see the exclamation point. He like, please, my son, man. He like, Okay, you believe uh, God hears our heart. He He sees our heart before you know, words. Words don't matter to God. He really hears your heart. That's what He That's what He sees. So when you pray, uh, yeah, you can you know you can say as much words you want to say, but He knows what you really, how you really feel in your heart. So He sees that He really wants His son saved, and He said, "Faith as small as a mustard seed, you'll be able to move mountains. You can have the smallest drop of faith, and because you got it, boom, you're able to move a mountain, and not by means." You might even mean God doesn't want you to move him out. You can be able to move him out. However, he's talking about that's how strong just having a little bit comes up. Just having a little bit comes a long way with God. So you just having that tiny amount of faith, boom, his son healed in the same hour that he requested. That same hour, boom, it's done. Having that conversation, your son wake up, <gasps> he healed. Like that. Like that. Crazy. Um, hold on. Go in, though. Go in, No, like, that just kind of reminds me, like, when you're talking about it. It was, like, it was, like, um, my freshman year. I was having, like, a whole bunch of issues, like, with housing, right? I'll never forget this. And so I was still at home with my mom. Meanwhile, my mom was sick with COVID. Yeah. And I had my dad on the phone. He's, like, you know, your mom's sick with COVID. Make sure when you go in the room, put your mask on, have your gloves on. And I know you, like, you know, trying to, like, be obedient to your parents. But even before you called me, I had already been in here without yeah. mask on, without gloves on. Yeah. And I told myself, and I prayed, you know, it was just me and my mom, so I'm like, whenever I'm sick, she takes care of me. So yeah. I told myself, I said, I got faith that I'm not going to get sick. I'm going to be fine. Whole time I'm around her, and I got, got finally got health and everything. That's a different thing. But I finally got health on campus, and I had to get tested for COVID to make sure I was good. Clear. Hallelujah. No. And I later on, I'm like, I felt like I could have, as much as I was around her, I hugged her, I kissed her, I sat by her, laid by her. I'm like, as close as I was to her, and I did not get sick. That was protection. Yeah. He was protecting. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. What were we just talking about? The Samaritan woman. 
They had to hear. They had to see. Come on, she in the middle of Bible study. She dropped a testimony. Come on now. Come on now. Y'all not. Y'all not fired up. Like, come on. Oh, this is what I'm talking about. Like, yo, yo. Hold on, man. Um, 51. Before he even got on the hill, the servants running up to him. Your son lives. Your son lives. They exclaiming that. Before he even got to where he was supposed to go, the servants running up to him like, yo, your son. Out of breath, probably. Your son, your son, he alive. And then and he uh, he was like, yo, when was this out? He was like, at the, oh, let me get it, let me get it. Um, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was the same, it was at the same hour at which Jesus said to him, your son lives. Come on, man. Come on, man. That same hour he said it, it's done. That's it. Finished. So we know uh, him saying three words was enough for his son to be living like that. Mm-hmm. He had that much faith. We know he had that much faith, a little bit of faith, and his son was completely healed. Probably better than he was before. Come on now. How can you not believe? And that just goes to show that words are power. You're right now. Let's go. Yes. What did we just talk about? What did we just talk about? Yo, the proverb in the song, yo. Y'all spitting right now. Yo. Yo, shout out Mia. Shout out Robert. Y'all spat today, yo. They went crazy. Oh my gosh, yo. To God be the glory. This man, he gave the song, was it 64, 1 through 4? Yeah. Come on, man. He said they, they, they their, their words um, are bitter. Uh, they have, they have, they, they sharp as swords. We know the Bible was sharper than any double-edged sword. Custom bone and arrow, soul and spirit. Come on, man. Come on, his words were powerful enough for that man to be healed like that. Jesus said three words and that man was healed like that. Come on, man. That's crazy. What you got, John? I'm fired up. You have to take it away, man. I got no more, man. The the last thing that stuck out to me really was um, at the end where it said he himself believed and his whole household believed. We we know right then we have the power to take our our household that up. Especially especially this week, you think about um, the the man of the house, right? He he believed, and that's what what got everyone else to be saved as well. And now all of us have, have that power to, you know, we believe we can go get our. Our friends, our family, our mom, our dad, our siblings. This is the power that lives in, in us. And, and you take pride in your household, and, you know, with all those our families and everything. It's going to take us as adults, as, you know, as mothers and fathers to believe first before, you know, we can raise our, our children up to believe. So, let me go Joshua 2.9 says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He ain't say just him. He said my whole house, the kids, the grandkids, um, the uncles that rolling through there, the nieces, the nephews, everybody that rolling through my house is gonna serve the Lord. Point blank, period. That's it. Any he ain't even debate it, he ain't even discuss it. He said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It was not a uh, we might, we may. He said we will. We will serve the Lord. There's power in that. We will. So don't think you can't win your mama who ain't saved. Don't think you can't win your daddy who ain't saved. Don't think you can't win your little brother or your sister or your cousin who's saved. You can win every single one of them with the power of the gospel. What do we just talk about? Our words have power. The words are sharper than any 
Come on, man. The word is sharper than any bone and marrow, soul and spirit. Sharper than anything. Nothing can cut through the word of God. Nothing stronger than the word of God. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. He said three words and that man was healed. Let us share the gospel. Hearts from concrete turn soft. Soft like Charlotte. Come on, man. Hey, that's it, y'all. That's the Bible study for today, man. I knew today was going to be a good day. Yo, John, close the sign of prayer, man. I'm fired up, man. Oh, you got something else? You got something else, man. Come on, now. What you got? What you got? Come on, now. said he's healed i believe and he went before he even made it down the hill the servant's like yo no son is healed it's been done faith as small as a mustard seed is able to move mountains maybe if that man did not believe his son would not be healed not because god cannot do it but because he believed that he can do it let that pierce your soul don't believe do not believe that you can't win your family the words have power. The word of God is power. Let that pierce your soul. Woo! Come on, man! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Close us out, man. We're going to start praying, man. Hey, y'all, hey. If you're not coming out to the prayer night tomorrow, fix your schedule, make it happen. If you got work, okay. Yes, done. <laughs> if you got work, if you got something to do, and we're going to have this QR code, you request on these prayer. Um, hey, come out to this prayer night. <laughs> it's going to be a historic night. It's going to be a historic night. Hey. Hey. No, I know. I told you first. Hey, you good. Yo, we good. Yo, hey, and you better be there. You better be there. I'm going to be Yeah. Huh? Not every, not every Thursday, but we're going to get you that application. You're going to be in there like, yeah, it's really that song where I'm going to introduce them. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, but it's not even a like, negotiable debate. Like, they're going to be in there like, yeah, I'm so sorry. Uh, it wasn't, was, it a, was it a discussion? Like, no, they're going to be in there like, yeah, so go ahead and close this out. Anyone have any questions? Anything else to add? Well, y'all, what y'all need prayer for? Let's talk about it. Anything? Not, we need to talk about it. Finances, health, 
It's not necessarily for me, but I did have a conversation with a friend, and she told me she didn't feel the presence of God, but she was coming back to him. I basically told her just keep yourself involved, and he'll show us up to you, because I've been there before, too. So I just, to pray back. I just want us to pray that, that God sets, puts himself in front of our eyes so that we know when he's there, when we hear him, when we see Because faith comes by hearing and by seeing so, you know. Yeah, yeah. You pray. I'm going to pray. Um, Go ahead. Well, I have my, like, my friend, my close friend, I'm not trying to find out if he's out but like her mom looks like she's like high health is like not really well and it's like my friend is like losing faith because of that and like what's her name? Jay. You wait, was her name Her. What's your friend's name? Her name is Misha. My friend is Misha. What's her name? What's your name? My name is Kalia. Kalia. Okay. Kalia and my friend name is Nisha. Nisha. Okay. I love the Lord, y'all. I don't know if y'all can smile, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Can't stop cheating. All right, let's go. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to say it. Y'all want to hold hands? We're going to hold hands, too. Like, you know what I'm saying? We don't got to hold hands. No, we don't got to hold hands. Two or three guys in my name, y'all are going to hold hands. Y'all are here. Y'all feel me? Woo! Let's go, man! Come on! Come on, yo! I'm hyped. I'm hyped, man. Yeah. Father, we thank you for this time of fellowship. We thank you for your presence that has come upon us now. We thank you for, for you speaking to us. We thank you for, for your spirit of, of understanding and revelation coming forward. We thank you, oh God, that you are not a liar, that you have come in, into our hearts and made us new, oh Father. We thank you right now. We praise your holy name right now, oh God. And we, we ask that, that you come forth in our lives, that you continue to bring forth your living waters within us, oh God, that your everlasting life will flow out from, a, from our mouths, oh God, that when we speak, you will speak from it, oh God. When we go out to do your work, when we go out to share your gospel, when we go out to, to teach others, oh Father, that your grace will be upon us now, oh Father. We bind up all backlash and retaliation that will try to come forth from this from this meeting right now. We bind up all instances, actions, mishaps, and errors right now. We say that we disperse the enemy away from every single one of our lives as far as the east from the west. May no pain, may no hurt come forth around us now. We cover everyone, I cover everyone's finances right now. We, I cover everyone's health right now. In the name, name of Jesus. And Father, we ask, we ask that you continue to teach us, O oh God, that your presence will come, will come and, and wreck us, O oh now, that your love will come and enter us now. We even say that for Korea, O oh now, we lift up your daughter to you, O oh Father, that she will come and be within her, O oh Father, that you will open up the gates of her hearts right now. We take the rule of the Lord, we destroy the gates of tenderness over her heart. May she believe in you, may you reveal yourself to her, O oh Father, may your presence engulf her right now. Now, may you clothe her with your love, O oh Father. May you show her who you are, O oh Lord. For you are the, the triumphant one. You are the glorious one, O oh Father. And we say we even lift up, we even lift up Nisha's mother to you, O oh Father. We give her health to you, O oh Lord. We speak to all infirmity, all pain and her. We say go now. We say you have no place in our heart. You have no place in her body. We say that your healing come forth now, O oh Lord. That your supernatural healing will touch her now, O oh Father. May you touch her hand now, O oh God, for her to feel your, your presence, O 
oh Father. May any sickness all in front of you leave her body now. We drive it out with the spirit of the Lord. We plead the blood of Jesus over her. We, we, we apply the blood of Jesus from the from the, from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet now. And I say that every person in I erect the barrier of fire to go forth around them right now. That will be a hundred mile radius and a hundred miles house high. That their life will be a no-fly zone for the enemy. That they will go forth and be able to do your will, O oh Father. We ask that you enter our hearts, renew our minds, and make us new. In Jesus' name we pray, O oh Lord. And yes, Father. Amen. Yes, Father. We also pray that we also pray that you let your living waters flow within us, Lord. Let, let, the, let the living waters stir upon us, Lord. Let this be a day that we meditate on. Let this day, let this be a day that many souls are, are saying, not just those in the room, but those who are connected to us, Father. Let us have power. Let us have belief in the fact that our words have power. Our words according to your word have power, Father. That everything that that everything that is connected to your word has power, Father. Let us, let us let us meditate on the fact that your word is sharper than any any any, any sword, that it's sharper than any uh, that it can cut through bone and marrow, soul and spirit, Lord. Let let us not be afraid. Let us be as bold as lions and courageous as lions. That 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 your word has the power to change concrete hearts into soft hearts, Lord. That those that hearts will be changed into us it, it, around us. That, that when they hear the gospel, that their hearts will be changed and that they will give their life to your Father. Let us have full faith. Let us have faith even as small as a mustard seed that our family can be saved, that our friends can be saved, that our enemies can be saved, Father. Let, let every single one of us in here feel your presence, Lord. Let us be engulfed in your presence, Father. Let any bird spirits that would try to take away this great word that we heard today, the great testimony of, of the, the Samaritan woman, the great testimony of mine that we have heard today, that and we meditate and continue to stir up in our hearts, Father. That we continue to think about it. That we continue to pray on it. That this Bible study will be a day that many souls are one today, Father. And we thank you. We bless your holy name. We glorify you in everything that we do. Let us go out and do your work and do your will in everything that we do, Father. We pray in which we want like an agent of Satan that is speaking over. What's her name? Nisha. Over Nisha's body right now. We zip their mouths up. Nisha's mouth. We ask. Any witch, any warlock, any agent of Satan that is speaking over Nisha's mouth right now, we zip her mouth, we zip their mouths with the zipper of the Lord. We tell them to repent or die, that they will no longer be attacking her now. That all infirmities, all pain, all sickness in her body will remove now. That her body will be cleansed from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. That it will be filled with the blood of Jesus. That the blood of Jesus makes sins as white as wool. That she will be filled with the blood of Jesus and be fully cleansed now. Your words, your word tells us that you only needed three words and that, that, that child was healed. Let it be the same way for for her mother. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Woo! Hallelujah! Hallelujah. I don't know where she, where did she think she was going? <laughs>